Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Lolly Daskal, who is one of the most sought-after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, six languages, and hundreds of companies. She is the founder and CEO of Lead From Within, and her proprietary leadership program is engineered to be a catalyst for leaders who want to enhance performance and make a meaningful difference in their companies, their lives, and in the world. It's based on a mix of modern philosophy, science, and nearly 30 years coaching top executives. Lolly's perspective on leadership is breaking new grounds and producing exceptional results. Among other awards, she was designated a top 50 leadership and management expert and one of the 100 great leadership speakers for your next conference and speakers, both by Inc. Magazine. So welcome, Lolly. It's wonderful to have you here. Linda, it's such a pleasure to be here. So tell me, let's start in general. What is the problem with leadership today? We hear a lot of people talking about leadership, and everyone's trying to tell us how we need to do it different. In your mind, with your experience, what's the big problem with the way we're, we're seeing leadership today? The biggest problem with leadership is, is that most of us think a, the leadership is about others. It's like, you're my leader. You have the title. You have the position. And so I have to follow you. The biggest misconception is that people don't understand about leadership is that the reason I named my company Lead From Within is that every single person can be a leader, can step into a leadership role if they lead from within. So don't keep looking over your shoulder and saying, how come they're not a better leader? How come she's not leading me better? He's not leading me in the way I want to be led. At any given moment, you can step into your leadership and impact others and make a difference. That's great to, to know. So we're not thinking about being led, but it's more, it's not passive. It's more of an active. How do we participate in this as well? Well, so. leadership to me is more of a, a verb than it is a noun. Ah, that's a good point. So you've written a national best-selling book called The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness. What's different about the approach that you take in this book? There's quite a few things that are different. Linda, you might not know this, but I read a book a day. Wow. And I have read everything that there is on leadership. And most of the business books, marketing books, um, any book that you're reading about that you want to be a better like marketer or business person or leader, they always talk about the how, the when, the where, and then Simon Sinek made the why very popular. Right. Yep. But as a psychologist and a, and a person that studied philosophy, I saw that they were missing out the most important question out of all. And the question is, who, right? Who are right. we? Who do we want to become? You can't, without answering the question of who, you can't go to how, what, when, or even why. Because think about it this way, Linda. Let's say, as a coach, I say to you, these are the five things that will make your business excel in the next 10 months. And you say, okay, that's great. I'm going to go do it. But if who you are is not ready if who you are have triggers and blind spots and weaknesses, no matter how many times I tell you what to do, you won't be able to do it, even when, where, and even why. If you know your reason why, it doesn't propel someone to the next level. So the question that I answer in my book is who you need to be 
in order to take yourself to the next level and get unstuck. So that's number one that makes a difference. Number two, what makes a difference is that most people, when they talk about leadership, again, as we just mentioned, it talks about it's them, right? It's not about me. Right. And my book tells you it starts with you. If you can do those two things and realize those two things and take ownership for those two things, anything you want to accomplish will come from a different place. And that's fascinating because, it, again, and yeah, it's who, what, where, when, why, but, but we've been missing the who. We've been missing the right. who because it's, it's just been kind of presumed it's them. They are the leaders. So I'm going to ask you a who question. Who inspired your unique leadership model? Well, um, I've had three mentors in my life. They have changed my life. They have pivoted my life. They've made an impression on my life. But, Linda, I've never met them. And the, the three people that have changed my life and have made me who I am is Viktor Frankl, who wrote uh-huh. The Man's Search for Meaning. It yep. was Joseph Campbell, and it was Carl Gustav Jung. These three men have changed the way I think, the way I act, the way I communicate, and the way I run my business. And it's given me sustainability for over three decades to do what I do. Fascinating. Wow. So, And, and again, I, I love the way that you're reading one book a day because you are becoming very knowledgeable about everything that's out there and learning about these um, different, different people and, and what they've had to say and, and how they've influenced the world. So you, you've identified a number of archetypes in your work. Can you tell us a little bit about those and, and um, what they are and, and which are the most important for a leader to have? Absolutely. Great question. So, Linda, most people, when they run a business, when they are marketers, when they are a leader, they do a lot of thinking. And I have found in order to take yourself to the next level, you have to become a person that rethinks, rethinks what you know, rethinks how you're going to do it and who you are. And so if you think of rethink, I've come up with an acronym for seven archetypes, the seven who's, the seven personas that you need to become. Okay. One thing you need to understand about these, and I'll tell you what they are, but for each part of these who you need to become, There is a competing side. There is a polarity of character. There is what I call a shadow, a leadership gap that can Uh keep you stuck. So we have within us the ability to be great or we can have the ability to be stuck in a gap. So I'll give you an example. I can go through the seven and then I can tap into one. Is that okay? Sure. That's great. Okay. So there's the rebel, the explorer, the truth teller, the hero, the inventor, the navigator, and the knight. Those are the seven. But we have to realize those are only the parts that will give us to get us to greatness. So let's take the first one, the rebel. The rebel is an individual who's very passionate about a cause. They want to make an impact in the world, and they want to make a difference in the world. But they need a virtue in order to make that happen. How do they lead? They lead, Linda, with confidence. Mm. But let me tell you something about confidence. Confidence does not come from citing affirmations and saying mantras. If we're standing in front of the mirror and saying, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, that's not going to get you the kind of greatness that we're looking for, the impact that you're really looking for. The equation that I have found really works is your capabilities plus your competence equal your confidence. That's how you become confident. So another way of looking at it is, is when you have confidence, it's believing you're able. But when you have competence, 
It's knowing you're able. And when you know you're able, Linda, that's when we take action. Absolutely. That makes sense. We all want to strive and we all want to succeed and we all want to do great work, right? But this is what I have found. 99% of us who want to achieve excellence have within us a leadership gap called the imposter. The imposter is an individual that is fearful that they're going to be found out that they're a fraud, a fraud that they're not capable of doing the job, they're not skillful enough to do the job or the task or the position or whatever it is needed of them. They're really, really frightened and scared, and it comes from having self-doubt. So in my book, I take each one of these archetypes. I tell you the greatness, but I tell you the true leadership gap that exists, like the rebel has the imposter, the -hmm. rebel has confidence, or the imposter has self-doubt. And in my book, I say, this is what Jung taught me, we cannot live fragmented lives. We cannot say we're only this and we're not that. We're only greatness and we're not a gap. We need to own all parts of ourselves. Otherwise, those parts start to own us. And so we need to become a whole human being, and we need to leverage the parts that keep us stuck, playing small, or in a gap. And in my book, I talk about many ways we can leverage the imposter So we can become the rebel who is confident. We can become the person, the leader, the marketer, the business person that can stand in their greatness. How fascinating. Because I I hear, you know, and and I'm talking to people, even some of the people who are some of the most successful people you would meet, if you talk to them one-on-one, they've got this imposter problem or imposter syndrome. You know, maybe they'll find out I'm not really as good as I was or I got here, I was in the right place at the right time or something of that nature. So it's fascinating that, um, that this shows up in so many people, and yet you've got to kind of control it. So um, you said talk about different ways to, to kind of leverage the imposter. Could you tell us just one way? What would, what would you do to, to kind of control that and not have it control you? Okay. So the thing is we don't have any control out of anything. I never believe in control, but I ah. believe in working with it. So okay. we have an awareness that we have self-doubt. We have the awareness that we have the imposter syndrome. Now we have to figure out where does the imposter syndrome come from? What is the driver? I like to go deeper than wider. So if I was to go deep into the imposter syndrome, it usually shows its head when we're busy comparing ourselves to others. If we're constantly looking over the shoulder and saying, look at her, look what Linda's doing, look what Steve's doing, we're constantly looking at everybody else, what happens is we can't measure up to that. We can't keep up with that. And so we start to self-doubt who we are meant to be. And so the biggest gift that you can give yourself is ask yourself this question, what is my message to the world? Who am I supposed to be? How am I supposed to act? Go back to the who, because then you could start measuring to your own self and now to the outside. And so if we're busy doing outside measuring, we're never going to succeed. But if we measure from within, as we say, what gets measured, we can succeed and we can take action on. So the biggest, biggest thing about the imposter syndrome is stop stop comparing yourself to others. Only start comparing yourself to yourself. That's where you will get the competence, the capabilities to be the confident person that you are. Because if you don't know something, you'll learn it. If you have to ask a question, you'll collaborate with someone. You'll work from within instead of worrying about everybody else. Fascinating. And, and it makes perfect sense. 
It really does, and yet we worry about what others think of us. So tell me, can you give us an example of someone who really exemplifies one of these archetypes, someone who's a leader that we could look at and say, ah, they've done that well? I'm so happy that you went there because that's what we human beings want to do. We want to take our lives and we want to break it down into small parts and say, I'm only this, but I'm not something else. And the gift about this book, here's another thing that makes it different than every other archetypal book that is out there, any kind of leadership book that is out there. Again, it goes back to Jung and it goes back to Campbell that taught me that we're the sum of all our parts and we have to encompass everything about us. So the, the whole thing about this rethink system, we are the rebel, we are the explorer, we are the truth teller, the hero, the navigator in the night, but it's situational. So depending on what you are coming up against in life, whatever challenge, whatever circumstance, whatever complication, you have to ask yourself in a moment, who do I need to be? Do I need to be the rebel or do I need to be the knight? Do I need to be the explorer or do I need to be the hero? Because in that moment, if you ask that question and you know this system well, you'll have a choice to stand in your greatness. Otherwise, you'll stand in your gap. That makes sense, too. And I think it's, it's almost like a toolbox. And you know, we find one tool like yeah. a hammer that works well, and so we keep using it all the time. When in this situation, maybe we need a wrench, maybe we need a screwdriver, maybe we need some other tool. And yet we've got all these tools in our toolbox, but we keep focusing on the one that maybe is most comfortable, that we use more often, yeah. when it may not fit in the right situations. It's so brilliant, Linda. You explained it in a great analogy. We can't just be one thing. We are human beings with lots of layers. And so as you, you, I like the analogy of the hammer and the nail or the wrench, but I have seven archetypes that you can constantly ask yourself. So if you're having a conversation with someone and you feel in that moment that you need to be the truth teller, you need to speak the truth. Or if you need to be courageous, be the hero. Otherwise, if you're not the hero in the conversation, most likely, 99% of the time, you'll be in your leadership gap of being the bystander. The bystander is fearful. They hear something, they say nothing, they see something, they do nothing. So the choice will always be yours. Who do you need to be, right? Who, not why, not why, right. when, where, or what. Who do you need to be? Because this choice will have you standing in your greatness or your gap. So how do we turn that gap, those shadow traits, from negative to positive to, to become great? I mean, certainly I think being aware of them, as you're saying, and, and reading your book and understanding this, but when you're in the middle of a situation, what are the things that you can do to kind of get you out of that gap into performing well and being the leader you, you really can be inside? So to, to answer that great question, I'll go back to philosophers. And the philosophers always said, if you know thyself, you can lead yourself. And mm. so having that awareness, that little knowledge and that moment, you can catch yourself. So the thing about it is if you start to feel you have self-doubt, you can always say to yourself, I could go down the dark rabbit hole or I could pivot, find what I'm really good at, find what I'm competent about, go there, be the confident person that I need to be, and maybe ask some questions so I don't have to sit in my self-doubt. The thing about it is a self-awareness is the best tool that we can have to pivot and take us where we need to go. The best second tool is choice. We can always choose, right? And sometimes we choose the shadow. We choose the leadership gap because that's what we've done for a long time. But 
the, the question is, if you're stuck in your life, if your business isn't where you need it to be, is the default always the best choice? Absolutely mm. not. Good question. Good question. So let me ask you, because our audience is marketers, and a lot of this stuff, it makes a lot of sense, but it's, it's general. It's across all industries or all professions. What do you see that makes uh, perhaps some of these things, how does this relate to marketing? How can all of these leadership archetypes, what can we tell marketers that would be very specifically related to how they do their jobs? I'm so happy you asked that question because most people will say, this has nothing to do with me. And what I want to say to them, this has everything to do with you, especially marketers. Why? Because the question that a marketer will ask themselves is, how will I market this? How will I be a marketer? How can I distinguish myself from all the other marketers that are out there, right? There are thousands of marketers. How does one become the marketer of all time? It's not because they use NLP. It's not because they know how to communicate in a certain way. It's not because they manipulate things. The truth is the best marketers are the ones that go back to the virtues of what I talk about in this book, and it talks about the confident person, the intuitive person, the candor person, the courageous person, the person who comes with integrity. Integrity means there's consistency of character, and the person who is trusted, and the person who is loyal. If Mm -hmm. you had a brand as a marketer that had these virtues, business would come to you over and over and over again. People come to you for who you are, not what you do. So get it together as a marketer and decide who you're going to be. Which virtues are you going to show up with? That's what will differentiate your business. That's what will give you exponential returns. I've seen this over and over again. I've been talking to marketers for years. They always say, these are my secret weapons. I go back to the virtues of these (laughs) who's I need to be. I'm serious, Linda. This is, if if anybody here is listening, this is the tool that I teach marketers to differentiate themselves from every other marketer out there. Oh, I think you're absolutely right because you are the brand, and I, I teach this to people as well, and I tell them, you know, you need to be aware of who you are. And, and I think you're right. I mean, what you've done is great, but if, if you know, I'm looking for someone or I'm looking um, to differentiate, there's a lot of people who have very similar experience. How do I pick you out from a crowd? I pick you out because I know who you are and I know your reputation, and you talk about courage and integrity and confidence and being trusted and loyal, and all of those things go into making up the brands that we trust, and they make up the mar- they should make up the marketers that we trust as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, because marketers have a way of being, you know, they have a certain reputation sometimes. Yep. But the thing is, if you can become these seven who's, if you rethink, if you become a rethink marketer, then most clients will say that is the marketer that goes the extra mile. That is the marketer that is nothing like any other marketer out there. And usually those are the marketers that are very successful. That makes sense. So one last question. I mean, it's fascinating. We could talk about this for, for hours. But what can anyone do as a leader to go from good to great or, or great to greater or, or improve ourselves and get out of that gap and really get to our leadership potential? So I'm going to say this with a humble tone, okay? So cue it in, humble tone, lead the leadership gap. If you seriously want to go from good to great, if you want to hear something you've never heard in leadership before or business before or in marketing before, lead the leadership gap because it gives you the tools that you need not only for a good life but for a great life. 
That's fantastic. And if people wanted to find out more about you and what you do, where should they go? So I'm at lollydaskell.com, but I also write for ink.com every single day, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm on LinkedIn. Seek me out because I love to connect to those either that have read the book or are looking to become the leader they are meant to be. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. We've been here today chatting with Lolly Daskal. She is an executive leadership coach and CEO of Lead From Within, and her book is a national bestseller. It's The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness. Thank you so much, Lolly, for being with us. Linda, I just want to say it was such a pleasure, excuse me, it was such a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, this is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.